Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fenton in for Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force is phasing out its weekly coronavirus briefings. For more than a year, residents have used the live stream press briefings from representatives from the St. Louis region's largest hospitals to learn about the pandemic and keep track of case numbers and hospitalizations. A pandemic task force spokeswoman says the last briefing will take place on Monday. After that, hospital leaders will focus on giving one-on-one interviews with news outlets. She says the task force will continue to track and publish data on hospitalizations and case counts within the local health systems. Illinois lawmakers are waiting for final negotiations to wrap on a massive package of energy-related legislation aimed at putting the state on a path to 100 percent renewable energy by 2050. But they may be delayed as municipally owned coal-fired power plants try for an 11th hour play to not face early shutdowns. Current negotiations will force coal-fired power plants to shutter in 2035 to meet climate change goals with promises to transition power plant employees to jobs in the clean energy sector. But Evan Wooding, business manager of Steamfitters Local 353 in Peoria, says those promises ring hollow to unionized plant employees. You're talking about replacing careers with a job. So you go by all these facilities, there's people there 24-7, 365, making sure they're up and running. And you're talking about a job coming in and building a wind farm or a solar facility, and then they're gone. Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Democratic leaders of the Illinois House and Senate have already signed on with decarbonization goals they say must be included in a final energy package. Central to those goals is shuttering coal-fired power plants by 2035. As more people become vaccinated against COVID-19, many employers are looking forward to getting more people back into the office. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, some managers say flexibility is still crucial. Jennifer Cute is an HR manager at an insurance company in St. Louis, and she's in charge of rolling up the company's return to work policy. During a conversation on St. Louis on the Air, she said most employees aren't excited about heading back into the office, and that's okay. She says it's important for managers to trust their employees and figure out what works for them. You've been able to manage pretty good work out of them for a long time without having them in the office. And so for me, you know, leaders who really put their foot down and say, oh, it has to be this way, they don't have any credibility anymore in that argument. Cute says she's noticed that remote employees tend to be more efficient and put in more hours. Plus, she says remote work has allowed people to develop better family, health, and fitness routines. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Lynn County in north central Missouri is fighting a spike in COVID-19 cases. Its level is about five times higher than the state average. County Health Administrator Krista Niblock says Mother's Day and graduation gatherings are partially to blame. At least one particularly infectious variant of the virus has also been detected. But she told KCUR's up to date that the biggest factor is vaccine hesitancy. We just don't have enough of our population vaccinated to really be seeing the full effect of the vaccines. Niblock says some people are starting to call and ask for the vaccine after they see friends and family get sick. Harristow State University has a new leader for the second time in just over a year. Corey S. Bradford Sr. stepped down as president last week after just a year on the job. Provost and Vice President Latanya Collins-Smith will serve as interim president. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Corey S. Brapper Sr. is leaving Harris-Stowe to start a new position at an undisclosed research university. Bradford became president in April 2020 at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. During his short tenure, he helped secure federal funding to keep students in campus housing and provided them with the technology they needed for remote classes. Bradford also focused on increasing freshman enrollment. University officials did not elaborate on the reasons for Bradford's abrupt departure, but they said Colin Smith is an experienced administrator who can lead the university in the coming months. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Some news items the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom is following today. Robin Fader, the longtime executive of the Central Institute for the Deaf, began a phased retirement this week after serving the organization in a variety of roles for a total of 50 years. She's seen an education of deaf and hard of hearing children change in remarkable ways over the course of that time. And she'll join Sloda to look back on that journey to share how CID continues to have an impact both on its hundreds of students and on the larger field. Also, St. Louisan William Potter will judge the Terrier Group when Westminster Dog Show returns on June 12th. It's his second time in that prestigious role. He'll discuss what it takes to choose the nation's best dogs. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.